Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey, girls, welcome back to season four of our Waves Ministry podcast. And we are so excited because we have been talking all season long about brave conversations. We have had a packed beginning of the year as a Waves Ministry. Um, We have been doing our Emerald Coast uh, Waves home tour. And so we just finished up a couple weeks ago um, our second stop in Destin with the Destin Middle School Girls Group. And I cannot wait to tell you, but we have a friend of ours named Jamie. Jamie Jamgoshen is on our podcast today. Say hey, Jamie. (laughs) Hi. Girls, Jamie um, was at our second stop for our Emerald Coast tour, and I'm just so thankful that she got to be a part of that night of worship, and she helped lead worship and just sang over us. And um, this is not Jamie's first time to be a part of a Waves um, time. Um, she actually was a part of the very first Waves conference back um, seven years ago. And it's so exciting with this being a homecoming year to invite her back uh, to the home team, invite her back to Waves. And so it's neat that we get to have her on the podcast too. If you don't know um, Jamie personally, or if you haven't gotten to meet her at one of our events, she's an amazing uh, worship leader and she knows how to engage with heaven and engage others with heaven. And so um, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch her lead. Um, she has had hits in music and in radio over the years. Um, but one of the things that I love about her is I just, I like to say that she is consistent. She is consistent in her faith, consistent in her beliefs, and um, consistent in her worship. And so, Jamie, we're so excited to have you on today. Oh, it's so great to be with you guys. And I love being with you live in person at the home tour. Yes, it was so, so good. So I I have to ask you, so I know I said a few things about you, but tell us a few other things about you that maybe I didn't mention. Well, I'd love to have fun. And I think <laughs> yes, she Jesus, does. Came, Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. So I get sad when I see believers that aren't living life to the fullest, whatever that might mean, of course, within biblical values, but Jesus wants us to be living this crazy, fun, abundant life. So for me, that looks like my job, but also biking and walks and travel and tennis and great meals and cooking. And I'm cooking for some friends tonight and I can't Mm -hmm. wait. And like just doing those things that make you come alive. So another fun fact is I love essential oils. I have a whole wellness page um, on IG called All Things JJ Tips. So I'm also a little bit earthy, crunchy, and into like the whole organic, non-toxic, holistic lifestyle. The granola, girl. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And I think you're right. I think people don't have enough fun with life, you know? I mean, Jamie, I didn't tell you this, but right before we came on the podcast to record, I had gone and I bought... um, I bought Fruity Pebbles popcorn for like 120 children for Easter. And I wish you could have seen me hauling all of this Fruity Pebbles colorful popcorn, which is not holistic at all, mind you. Oh, no, corn so syrup and sugar. 
<laughs> it's just so happy. It's all these bright colors. And I was wheeling out the cart and I thought, why are, do people not buy happy colored popcorn? Like you have to at Easter, you know, I, I think we just don't make light of ourselves sometimes, you know, and I love that like yeah. hanging out with you, you just have fun. And so um, I love that you enjoy the ride of life. Um, All that dye and artificial flavors, but we'll just leave that there. <laughs> we'll pray over the children before they eat it on Easter. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have to ask you, I know like us girls, we don't do well with just like being awkward, quiet. Like we're not good at that. And so everybody kind of has like their go-to conversation starter, whether they're in line at the bathroom or in the grocery store. Like what is your conversation go-to when you first meet someone, Jamie? I am a natural um, encourager and complimenter. So if I'm in the line at a store or somewhere and I see something on someone that I love, like, oh, I love your shoes or, oh, your purse is beautiful. For me, that's very natural because I genuinely would like it and love it. And that then sometimes leads into more a meatier conversation. But to me, it's typically encouraging someone like, oh, you have such a beautiful smile or, you know, oh, thanks for opening the door for me or whatever. Right. And then that leads into, so I think complimenting someone and giving them like a little affirmation or word of encouragement is a great way, especially if you're shy to start a conversation. That is so, so good. I love it. So, um, one of the things that I've been really thinking about over the last man, like 18 months to, to, I mean, like we have just been having brave conversation after brave conversation um, as a society between COVID and everything else It's brought up so many things. And so I'm just curious for you, like what is the brave conversation that you have found yourself in over the last few years? Oh, well, as you know, um, I have had a real health journey. And there it was a real battle for a while. I was in a deep, dark place overcoming something called Lyme disease, which is from a tick bite. Wow. And so a lot of my conversations around life and around being brave was just really wanting to be healed and wanting to be whole and live again. And it really, and some of my most transparent conversations came during that time because life wasn't all butterflies and sunshine and great. It was a day by day having to really navigate something hard and get through it. So these conversations were, is Jesus still with me? Is, is God still good? I don't understand this. I know he loves me. I know he's for me. So why am I homesick in bed and can barely lift my head off the pillow for an extended amount of time, not a couple of days, right. like a year, you know, before I found my healing. So a lot of my brave conversations were having to navigate my faith in the goodness of God during a really hard, challenging time. Wow. Wow. So I know for you, like you said that you, you had Lyme disease, but yeah, or, you know, I think about that and I'm like, man, was there like a breaking point moment that you had that you went, Oh my goodness. Like, this is not just, I'm fatigued from travel. This is not just like, I, I'm, I'm worn out. Like I've got to deal with this. Like, when was that? What was that moment that you had like that pivotal turn of like, we've got to address whatever health issue is here. Yeah. So for years I navigated it and did not feel well and was putting band-aids on different symptoms. 
in 2018, I kind of say I lost my push Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I call it my crash and burn year. Mm. It was actually my birthday, August 28th, 2018. I I literally remember having the kind of headache that no Advil, no Tylenol, no essential oil could touch and come to find out the Lyme disease had become a neurological bacterial infection. So I, I really couldn't function. And that was my breaking point. And when my pastors, I was on pastoral staff at a church when they realized, wow, you really need to address this. And that became my journey of having to take a sabbatical. I say I was forced into it. I wish I had (laughs) yielded to warning signs. I wish I had yielded to my body saying something's not right. But um, 2018 in August began my real journey of finding hope and healing physically from that. Wow. I think there is something so humbling about that moment whenever other people come alongside you and are like, no, 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 no. Like we, and I even think about that with the brave conversation piece, like your, your pastors, your friends, your family had to be brave with you and say, you've got to stop. So like, what is the difference in just, cause we all, I mean, we have conversations all the time, but what made this conversation a brave conversation? Yeah. So I think it was kind of forced because on the outside, I could fake it really good uh, and smile and put my lip gloss and my mascara on and kind of push through. But on the inside, I knew something was wrong. And I think God uses pain as a signal. And when it got to the point that I literally couldn't leave my house is when um, really I knew it started with me just saying, I can't do this anymore. Um, I can't push anymore and having to be brave and admit that. And that took a lot of courage as a single independent woman who has been self-employed now for 20 years, like to be able to say, I, I need to stop. I need a break. Um, that was very brave. And it felt very against who I am as a, as a yes person, as a, I'll do it, people pleaser, want everyone to like me. I, I don't think that's the gospel. I think as long as we know we're doing what Jesus has called us to, He's the one that we need to please. Um, There's too much people pleasing in the kingdom of God. And, you know, of course, we need to be loving and kind, but um, making sure we're doing what God has asked us and not what somebody else has asked us. That is so, so good. That is huge. Because you want to make sure that your yeses are to the right people. Yeah. (laughs) Those Those are brave conversations when other people might feel something for you or see something for your life or those are hard conversations, especially the older you get. Um, I think when you're younger in your teen years, high school, college, you need more people speaking into your life and mentoring you. And I think with age comes maturity and comes wisdom and adulthood where hopefully you can go to the Lord and hear for yourself. Of course, if you want to like run things by a trusted friend or leader, But I do think there's a point the older you get where you begin to navigate big life kind of things alone or with a spouse or yeah. Right. Well, and it's, it's one of those things that it's like, you look at it as we have this huge target and it's like, there's a lot of people on the outside arena of our lives. There's only a few people that really get to speak into like the core things, you know, there's not a lot of space for a ton of people there. And so it's, so I say that to say like, 
it's awesome that you allowed like those trusted people to speak in, you know, and you just navigating that with the Lord, like that's a big navigation. Um, and especially like you said, for someone that's so encouraging and, and is so yes for Jesus to say, wait, I have to stop. I have to stop touring. I have to start ministry, stop ministering. And like, just take care of me. What? You know, I mean, that's, that's a huge pause. Um, you know, everybody, you really, find out, you really find out where your identity is. And if your identity is in what people think in your position, in your job, or if your identity is in being a child of God, you will really find that out when everything gets stripped away. Yes. Yes. 100%. Because so many of us, like when they ask us who we are, you know, what we like to do. And it's like, we start speaking about those things. as like, those are part of our badge. And it's like, that's not really who I am. It's something I do, you know, but it, it's, you know, we're, as Christine Kane likes to say, we're human beings, not human doings. Right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. So I know one of the things that I've noticed, especially over the last 18 months is people just really, I mean, I think everybody wants their voice to be heard. No one wants to like, feel like they're talking or trying to make a difference and it's not mattering. Right. And, um, especially with social media, a lot of that has amped up tons as people have been trying to do their own version of making waves, right. For Christ or for whatever. And it's like, we just want to be heard. And I think for you, like, how have you navigated letting people know um, about this health journey, but letting them know in a healthy way that isn't like shaming, not pushing them away, not, you know, like what, how did you start that conversation? Where did you start that conversation? What kind of platforms did you have it on? Um, did you have the conversation with close friends, with large groups? Um, how'd you prep for that? Um, it just happened. <laughs> so I think when, when you go through a crisis like that, you then want, and I'm on the other side, I'm on the healing side. So you just want to help everybody and you want people to know, like, I want to educate people first of all about Lyme disease because it can happen to anyone. Ticks are prevalent almost in every city now. Um, and then I think when you are forced to get healthy, your lifestyle changes. So I can't eat crap anymore, potato chips and all the things I love because my health will be affected. None of us, I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, enjoy, yeah. enjoy life, but we have to like be mindful that what we put in our body either feeds life or feeds towards disease. Right. Yeah. So I think that just became a natural part of my lifestyle, my diet becoming very healthy supplements, exercise, sunlight, just all the things I know that we need to stay well. So I, I just begin educating people. I've always loved oils, essential oils. So I would just put something on my Instagram account. And then I started an oil page, a wellness page called All Things JJ Tips. Cool. And so then that kind of escalated as my like health and wellness page. So wow. people just kind of know me as the girl, the health, you know, the girl that loves to advocate for health and wellness mm -hmm. and holistic lifestyle. But it happened because of what I walked through for sure. That's I mean, 20 true. years ago, I was eating Mexican food every night, you know, all the chips and salsa and yeah. guacamole. Those chips are fried in the worst oil and it's corn and corn is inflammatory. Like I've just learned so much, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. 
I love that. Well, and I think that sometimes people get on these like health kicks and they're just on it to be cool because that's the new healthy thing. It's like, Oh, we all do this because it's healthy. But like you are doing it because there's a bigger why behind it that it's yeah. like, you want to be fueled in order to be able to give God the glory, the longest that you possibly can at the best level that you can. And I think there's a huge difference. I love that. Yeah, he wants us to take care of. We're the temple. He lives in us, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so if I now have all this knowledge and if I know I don't respond well to gluten or sugar or dairy, now sometimes I mess it all up, but for the most part, like it's not being a good steward, putting all that in my body and then thinking I can run the race he's put in front of me to travel and minister and sing when my body's sluggish and run down because I'm eating pizza, which has gluten, dairy, and all the things. Right, you know? right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like whenever you do start making those health shifts, then you pay for it later because you're like, well, that really doesn't even sound delicious to me because I'll be sick later, you know? And it's funny how our body builds up this tolerance for the, the things that are not good, but isn't sin kind of like that? <laughs> I mean, it just kind of does, like you you start with one thing and it's like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then it's like, it becomes part of you until yeah. you're like really sick. And it's like, but then once you go backwards and you start putting that holistic stuff in and the good stuff, like your body can't tolerate the old stuff anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. I love that. Um, okay. So how, um, I know you already said this, so you started having the conversation with on social media through a wellness page. Um, was there any other ways that you decided to carry on the conversation outside of just like the social media platform? Well, I mean, definitely my closest friends and family, they've walked this road with me. So, you know, they've, they've had the front row seat and so they know yeah. how important health and wellness is to me and, and really like my parents seeing me get my life back. So they'll, they will do anything now to support that lifestyle and to see their daughter functioning again and able to leave the home and get out of bed and, you know, have my life back. So some of those brave conversations though, early on was having to say, I am not well, like I am sick because with chronic illness, you look healthy on the outside. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've felt misunderstood or sometimes I felt like, do people think I'm making this up or... Right. So it was neat when I went to the clinic that I found my healing at. And when they did a specialized blood test, it showed everything that I was dealing with from a physical standpoint and even an emotional standpoint. And wow. to me, it was like finally someone validating <laughs> what I knew was going on for so long, you know, right. uh, and that brought freedom. And I think that helped some of my closest family and friends realize we didn't realize how sick you really were. And that's my own fault because I could fake it and push and put on a smile, but I don't want to live that way anymore. I think living transparent and, and as authentic as you can be to who Jesus has called you to be, that is, you know, you hear this phrase, your authentic self. And, and I love right. that. But for me, it's, I want to be as true as a daughter of God That's good. as he's taught me to be, you know? It's so good. I love that. I love that. Well, and I, I think you're right. A lot of people that do have chronic illness, like I have a close family member that has a chronic illness. And sometimes whenever I look at them, I think everything's fine, but in reality, they're, they're not fine. And it's girls, I cannot say how important it is to, 
to go to your doctor's appointments and get your body checked. That blood work is huge because it can tell you so much. And, and it's like sometimes even the, the brain side of things and the mental health side, like it's really a chemical imbalance. You're like, I'm not getting enough vitamin D. We need to take some vitamin D. That's what's wrong. You know, Um, instead of just putting a bandaid on it and calling yourself. And now there are true depression and there are things like that. So hear me say that there are a real, like that's a real thing, but sometimes it could just be your, your vitamins are off. (laughs) Um, Or if you're dealing with depression, the first thing I would say to cut is sugar because sugar feeds depression from a chemical brain standpoint and an inflammatory response and it's a fake false little high and then you're going to crash and that can fuel symptoms of depression um so yeah there's natural things you can do up your vitamin d cut the sugar get in the sunlight which for you guys in florida is amazing yes (laughs) it's so funny i'm like it's gorgeous and it's like just go sit outside for 15 minutes like that 15 minutes yeah Take a few minutes to breathe deeply and focus on things that bring you life. Find affirmations from the Bible that speak into who you really are. And all of that is just as important as, you know, other things that are offered today. Of course. Of course. I love that. So um, whenever it comes to this journey that you've been on in health um, and having those brave conversations even about like changing your lifestyle, even changing your food, whenever you go visit places and things like that, have you lost or gained any friendships over this conversation? What does that look like as you've navigated making all these lifestyle changes? Well, I've been earthy crunchy for a long time. <laughs> I was going to say. And, so, and most of my, you know, you kind of hang out with people that are like you and I have a lot of oily friends, essential oil friends. <laughs> I used to eat McDonald's and Burger King and they just know that I'm not going to participate in that. Or they're always like, you want to go to urban market, which is like our crunchy healthy. I'm like, yeah. And now I've turned so many of my friends onto that place that used to make fun of me. That's so awesome. it's funny how once like people start to like get a taste for health, they then want it. Right. Uh, I've seen a lot of friends change as I've just been That's in their cool. life and educate them and Um, But yeah, I wouldn't say I've lost friendships over it. I think the older you get, you know, I'm in my early 40s now. I think the older you get, you realize friendships ebb and flow. And, you know, I used to use the phrase bestie and best friend forever. And I actually don't know if that's healthy. I think that there's seasons that you might be closer to one gal than another. Um, And some friendships, I believe, are maybe just meant for a season. And that's okay not to try to push something that's not authentic any longer so I I I would say I haven't you know didn't lose any friends I think the friendships have ebbed and flowed throughout the years and even as I'm becoming more true to who I am now some people that I gravitate towards more are more fitting in this season if that makes sense yeah absolutely you know because I think that's one thing I was just talking I had lunch with a a 15 year old uh, today and and a 15 year old gal. And we were talking about the friendship thing. And it's interesting as, as we, as we navigate those friendships, you're right. Like we think like, just because you're not as close to that one friend right now that, that like, oh my goodness, there, there's some major hiccup in our friendship. And it's like, God might just have y'all on a different path for this season. And it might be that y'all have other things you need to learn separated from each other or that, 
the things that y'all get into whenever you're together would not be healthy in this season. And so, you know, sometimes God does great work with friends that are separated and then friends that are together in different seasons. And I, I love that because, um, I think you're right. People get pretty hung up on the best friends thing. <laughs> and it's like, and I've, seen that become, I've seen the BFF thing, especially for single women that are single. Mm-hmm. You get almost codependent mm-hmm. on someone. And I don't think that's healthy either. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're waiting for a husband and now I think you've got to learn how to be okay alone too and have yeah. nights alone and hang out alone and be happy yeah. with yourself. And I, I tend to see a lot of people that either need to constantly be with people all the time and don't know how to just enjoy their own presence. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Because God made us a whole human being yeah. and you know, we have to be okay with us before we're really okay to be with others, you know, <laughs> or we're going to be constantly judging if we're okay based on them. Um, that's amazing. Well, and it's one of those things, you know, I've thought about this a few times recently, like if someone asked me, who's your best friend and it's like, Hmm, I have like a, a crew of women in my life that I would say are great friends and they all hold very different close piece. Like I'm very close with them in different ways. and, And it's like, but all together they make an awesome best friend, you know, (laughs) and and it's like, you have to look at it a little bit different, I think. Um, So girls, if you are upset that you do not have your BFF at school, or there's that friend group of the three girls that all were the same. I I don't know if you had this, Jamie, but there was something weird growing up in Nashville, like at Lipscomb, all the girls, like they'd get in these little friend group clicks and they'd all go to Gap and buy the same outfit in like different colors and wear it on the same day, like in middle what? school. No, it was like no, a thing. Too old for that. <laughs> I hope that that is not a thing at Lipscomb or in Nashville anymore, but that was a thing when I was a teenager. And I remember like whenever you show up to school and if you think you're in that best friend group and you realize I'm not wearing the same outfit, I'm not in the clique, you know? And it's like, you look at that and you're like, it's okay. Like it's okay yeah. to be an individual girl. So um, don't, um, don't get hung up if, if you're not in that clique that you're wanting to be in. Sometimes that's good. Um, okay, so why is it, because here's the thing, we all know like it's easy, especially as pe- people pleaser types, like to kind of just skirt past the hard conversations, like just kind of go, do we really need to go there? Um, you know, why is it that we need to go on and have that conversation that requires bravery? Like, why is that so needed? Yeah. I mean, you're touching something really big here, conflict. And I know as a people pleaser, I don't like conflict in relationships, but part of life is conflict. Part of life is we're not always going to always agree with one another. We have different opinions. We have different feelings. Some of us are more sensitive than others. So I think having those brave conversations are so important for your well-being. Like, I know I tend to just avoid them and think it's going to go away, (laughs) but it really doesn't. And then one person ends up feeling resentful or one person ends up wondering what's going on. So I think navigating them well with somebody, you know, and just saying, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Can we talk about this? And right. and not it doesn't need to be a heated discussion, but can we just talk about how I felt when you said that? Right. 
you know, um, I think about these brave conversations and, um, Jamie, are you there? Oh, you cut out for a minute. Did I? Oops. Sorry, girls. Um, <laughs> so whenever I think about these brave conversations, you know, um, it's, I think you're so right in that because it's like, you don't have to make it this big, like sit down, we're going to jury, we're going to court, like who's wrong, who's right. Like you can do it in such a way that it's just a conversation, two friends being open and honest with one another. Um, so Jamie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Like this has just been so good and so enlightening and, um, I think just shown so much truth. And so um, my question to you is, are, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, my question to you is, um, I just want to ask, like, where can the girls follow you? Where can they keep up with you um, for, your, for your oil stuff and for your healthy living stuff, but also just in general, like, where can they follow you? What do you have going on right now? Yeah, so come over to Instagram. It's my long name, Jamie Jamgosian, J-A-I-M-E-J-A-M-G-O-C-H-I-A-N. I'd love to have you follow me there. And then I do also have a link to that page, my wellness page, which is all things JJ tips. And I try to put a tip a day, something inspirational, sometimes to do with health, sometimes to do with faith, sometimes to do with wellness tips. Um and then um, I'll be on the road. So if you want to like swing by my website and see what cities I'll be doing some shows in, I'll be back out in the Destin area at the end of April for an Aspire Women's event. If you want to come on out to that, grab a ticket. Um, you can go to the Aspire Events Women's page online. Um, and I'd love to keep in touch with you guys or Facebook as well. Um, those are the two places I try to keep awesome. up with. Awesome. Girls, we will put those handles down in our details on uh, Spotify on the podcast, as well as on iTunes. Um, girls, we are so excited about the things to come here in a few weeks. We have our third stop on our waves worship home tour in Niceville, Florida with high school gathering on April 30th. We cannot wait. Um, we actually have a Waves Leadership Retreat coming up April 23rd and 24th. Um, registration is going strong for that. I think we're about, today, the day we're recording, we're about halfway full on that. So I would say if you are wanting a ticket, you better go on and reserve it. Um, that is um, just a weekend in Sandestin where you're going to be able to get some refreshing. If you're an a leader in ministry, or maybe you're interested in going into ministry. This is a time for refreshing, time for learning from not just me, not just Brenna, but also from each other. We're going to have time where you can do some roundtable discussion. Um, girls, our Waves Conference this November, oh my goodness, I can't believe it, but tickets will be on sale here soon, May 1st. And um, we are doing one conference in two locations this year, this November. Um, we have our middle school location um, at Shoreline Church, and then we have our high school and college location at Impact Life Church, November 5th and 6th. So um, please mark your calendars for that. We hope you have an amazing day and you start making waves. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.